welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log, Day 69. The Story of the Talents. So now we've wrapped up our series on the seven commitments. I had a great time recording them. I hope you had a great time listening to them. And of course, if you haven't listened to them yet, go back and listen to those. They're really very fundamental to a lot of the things that we'll be talking about on the Field Log podcast. But since we have wrapped those up, we are now going to move back to our regularly scheduled programming where nobody knows what the Field Log of the day might be on. I don't even know until I record, really. You know, I've, I've told the story before. I write down ideas in my spreadsheet. I open it up that day. I see the topic and then we just dive into it. And today's topic is the parable of the talents, or I've titled the episode The Story of the Talents because it's a bit more it's a bit more concise. But the parable of the talents is something that I've mentioned many times to make certain points. One of those points being that it's our responsibility to take that which God has given us and to make more of it, right? To steward it. It's it's the primary basis for commitment number two. And I have my Orthodox Study Bible pulled up here on my phone. I'm going to read the parable of the talents and I'm going to read the interpretation so that we make sure that we're all on the up and up before we dive into this. And of course, before I get into it, my usual disclaimer, I am not a priest. I'm not a theologian. Anything I say, make sure to check that with your spiritual father. I'm going to try to connect this spiritual wisdom to the warrior king ethos, but it's possible I'll make a mistake. So just make sure to be careful there. With that disclaimer out of the way, let's dive into it. And the parable of the talents is in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. It starts at verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two talents gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him, 
and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a very intense parable, right? In some ways, it might seem unfair. But we're going to read the interpretation in the back before we dive into the discussion. The interpretation reads, This parable illustrates the use of gifts given by God. Even one talent was a great sum of money. Here it represents the goodness God has bestowed on each person. The amount each receives is based on that person's abilities. And it, in parentheses, Romans 12, 4 through 7. God does not show partiality in the ultimate reward, for all are invited to share the same joy. Verse 21 and 23. The wicked and lazy servant, verse 26, could not evade responsibility for ignoring his talent. For idleness is as much a rejection of God as outright wickedness. Burying the talent in the ground, verse 18, is an illustration of using one's God-given gifts for earthly pursuits. The bankers, verse 27, represent the other faithful people to whom the man could have turned to help him use his talents wisely. Since help was available to him in the church, the man had no excuse. This gets me fired up. This is so, so exciting to me. This idea that we are placed on this earth and we are given talents by God. We're given responsibility over something, especially as men. And it's our God-given duty to yield fruit from what he gives us. Right? So if we think about this interpretation and, you know, the, the parable as a whole here, the treatment of the wicked and lazy servant makes a lot more sense, right? At first you might say, why is the, the Lord in the story referring to himself as being a man who reaps where he doesn't sow and all of the things, all of the descriptors are, that are given to him? And how is that supposed to be something that we admire or that's something that we approve of? Well, the interpretation states it quite clearly, right? Is that when God gives you a talent, when God gives you something and you make nothing of it, that's as bad as wickedness. That's as bad as spitting God in the face, right? God forbid. And of course, the primary intention of the verse, I would imagine, is, is spiritual, right? God could give us spiritual gifts, right? Some of us have great spiritual gifts. You know, some of us are very humble, very patient. You know, maybe you're very meek. You have the ability to turn the other cheek. Some of us maybe have a temperament, some of us maybe are not that patient or we struggle with arrogance or conceit, right? I, I know for myself that I don't have very many spiritual gifts. It's just, it's not my wheelhouse. It's not the way that God chose to bless me. But I imagine that we can sort of take this story and expand it a little bit, right? And as we know from this scripture interpretation I cite all the time, that whenever you build up material wealth and you give it to someone with spiritual gifts, you become a co-laborer with that person. We, as, as men living the warrior king life, don't have to be blessed with, you know, prophecy and, and maybe uh, miraculous healing and, and all of those sorts of amazing spiritual gifts. And we should you know, obviously strive to be as spiritually advanced as we can. But it's absolutely acceptable to understand that the talents given to people are different, right? One servant got five talents, one servant got two talents, and one servant got one talent. And I imagine as I'm thinking about this, that maybe the modern English word talent actually comes from this parable, right? I always thought it was sort of coincidental or maybe serendipitous, if you want, that the currency back then was called talents. But I can really see that the modern understanding of the word talent really is inspired by this parable. 
So we have to sort of take a step back here, right? And we have to sort of assess this idea that we as men living the warrior king life, and of course, the same would be true for for faithful women as well, but that's not the audience here. So we as men living the warrior king life, we're called to introspect, right? To take a look and to think about what are my talents? And we talked about this a couple of days ago in the episode on commitment for craft. That you kind of have to do some experimentation. You have to try different things. You know, maybe you're interested in music. You know, you you play around with that. Maybe you're interested in sports. Maybe you're interested in starting a business or writing a book or God knows what else. You just sort of explore those things and you're going to find there's going to be something where there's an intersection of a couple of things. You're going to love it. You're going to feel like you're really good at it, right? And you could do it forever. So you're going to discover your talents with time. There's going to be something that really excites you. There's going to be something that really speaks to you, something you get very fired up about, like me. I mean, many times I'll, I'll admit it when I'm reading my scriptures, I don't get particularly fired up, right? It's something that I do because I know it's good for me. It's medicine. Every morning I read my daily scripture readings. But God forgive me, I get, I get bored, Right? This is, I, I just don't have that spiritual maturity to really read that and experience it as, as, as life-giving. But when I read something like this, you know, a, a scripture verse that explicitly states that we've all been given talents and it's our job to find them and use them for good and make them flourish and grow, that gets me really excited. So based on that alone, you know, maybe something similar is true for you. Maybe there are certain things that when you think about and talk about, you don't really care about them. And a lot of people are like super stoked about this stuff. But then other things get you really fired up. There's, there's your first clue right there. Right? There's your first clue as to what your talents might be. Right? What do you love? Do you love art? Do you love film? Do you love sports? Do you love business? Do you love animals? Right? Do you love architecture? Do you love whatever it is? Do you love building furniture? It doesn't matter. There's something that, that really excites you. And it, is, it could be many things. Right? There could be a number of things that really speak to you as a person, speak to your soul. Those are the talents that the Lord gave you. So make no mistake. Remember, whatever happens, that you were given talents by God. It could be a lot of them. It could be very few. So we have to accept that as a reality. Right? No one gets to just show up on this earth. You were not placed here to just be a, an NPC, right? a non-playable character. And you're just kind of walking around and you're part of the backdrop. No, you're a unique creation. God knew you from the very beginning. He knows how many hairs you have on your head, right? And these kinds of things. He knew you in your mother's womb, it says in the scriptures. I think a book of Psalms, I want to say, but don't quote me on that. So if if that's the level of knowledge and intimacy God has with you, don't you think that he set you up in a unique way? You're a unique creation, right? He set you up in a unique way. To be able to contribute something. And this is bordering very closely on the stuff that we talked about in the craft episode, right? This idea that there is something that you're meant to do. And the nice thing is, you know, in some ways you might imagine that it's like, oh, there's this responsibility I have and it's going to be really painful and uncomfortable to live up to it and I don't want to do it. Well, yes, in some ways it might be painful and uncomfortable, but the reality is you were uniquely made for this. So when you do it, you're going to feel alive. It's going to feel like the right thing to do, right? I have a really close friend who has a podcast and is way bigger than this one. I I can tell you that. And he works himself to death. Like the man is a machine, 
right? And he has all kinds of other things going on in his life, but he's constantly working. And we met up the other day and we, you know, we caught up and I just wanted to see how he was doing. We get some dinner, catch up, hang out. And he's telling me, I, I always feel like I hit a level where I can't get any busier. And then three months later, yet another thing ends up on my plate. And then I was like, good problem to have, right? He was like, yeah, yeah, good problem to have. We saw eye to eye on that is that he's pursuing what he knows his life's purpose to be. And that's what we all need to be doing, right? You don't have the luxury to be given a talent and then just kind of do whatever you want with it, right? In the interpretation, it says that burying the talent in the ground wasn't necessarily neglect, although I think that that's perhaps one valid interpretation. But according to the the footnotes, it was supposed to be symbolic of using your talents in the world, right? For the world. And I say this all the time that everything we do in the Warrior King ethos is to live out our God-given purpose. So that's going to involve some worldly things, right? No one's going to go so far as to say, I would imagine. No one's going to go so far as to say that if you have a talent for painting, you shouldn't be painting in the world and sell your paintings to other people. No, absolutely you should. But rather, like, what's your end goal? You're trying to be rich and, and famous and have the cars and the women and all that stuff because you think it'll make you happy? Or are you trying to build something worthwhile because you think it'll help you help other people and help the kingdom? Right, I've, I've brought this up before. One of my life's dreams is to be able to fund an Orthodox cathedral in North America. I would love to have that level of wealth where I can do something like that. So that's something for the kingdom. You were given those gifts too, as a man, right? Especially for someone who feels called to this material, for someone who wants to be a warrior king, it's going to be hard work to get that going, to, to push through your purpose. But I can promise you that you're going to go to bed every night and you're going to be smiling, even when it sucks, even when it's boring or hard or you feel like you're missing out on all the other fun things people are doing, even when you have to do things you don't want to do. I have a, a very close friend, my best friend, and there's something that I say to him all the time. I always say that as men, we don't do what we want to do. We do what we have to do. But the more you progress in your journey as a man, the more you lean into your mature masculinity, what you have to do becomes what you want to do. Right, as I'm recording this field log, I could be taking a nap or I could be playing video games or I could be outside walking. The weather's fantastic today. I'm looking out the window right now. It's bright and sunny, but it's nice and cool and that's how I love it. It's my favorite weather. And maybe I'll do that afterwards. But the thing is, I want to be doing this. Right, what is it that you want to be doing? Not the thing that's easy, right? You're like, oh, I just want to relax. No, no, forget that thing. What's that other thing that keeps calling your name? What is that thing that keeps whispering to you? I'm right here. Pick me up. Start this process. Is it a YouTube channel? Is it a band? Is it a book that you're supposed to write? Is it something that you're supposed to build? Is it people you're supposed to connect with? Right? Is it something you're supposed to study and learn so you can teach other people? Is it something you're supposed to develop and then maybe 10, 20 years from now, it'll be really useful. Whatever it is, there's something that keeps tugging on you. Just like God, I, I think that the talents God gives us are quiet voices, right? The world and the devil, they scream at us. God whispers. I heard this beautiful homily last week at church where the priest at the church I was at said that in some ways, God is a trickster. And he was obviously using that language to be tongue-in-cheek. 
He was saying the devil and his demons will work on people their entire life. And then right as that person's on the jaws of death, right on the, on the verge of falling into damnation, God will swoop in with a quiet voice and say, don't do that. You don't want to do that. It's bad for you. And then people will turn away at the very last moment. I think that that quiet voice is how your talents are going to speak to you. Right? Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved music. I loved Bon Jovi when I was five, six years old. Right? I loved Guns N' Roses in my teens. I, I, I got into all kinds of different music as I got older and I kept doing that. And obviously I've told the story before of how the Warrior King brand got started and why I'm so interested in this stuff. It's always this like voice tugging you. Something that really inspires you. Something that excites you. There's something like that for you out there. And the absolute last thing you can do is ignore that in favor of scrolling through TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or Facebook meme pages. The absolute last thing you can do that you're allowed to do, God forbids it, is to use your talents for earthly gain, purely, or for no gain at all. You are given talents and you better work on those. Not only because it's your purpose, and that should be argument enough, I should stop there, but also because you will feel more fulfilled and more joy than you could ever feel. And I can tell you this from experience, that you will feel more satisfied when you go to bed at night and you lie down and you did a job well. You really showed up that day and you said, I advanced my purpose today. My talents that God gave me, there's a unique intersection in your, in your person, in who you are. There's things about you, qualities about you that make you a major asset in this war, right? The kingdom of God is gained through violence, right? We fight for this. The Lord is who? The Lord of hosts, the Lord mighty in war. We're at war against the devil. So you need to use your talents to bless people, to help people, to guide people, to lead people, to be an asset to people, to take care of them, to to take care of your family and your brothers and your church and your community. I say this all the time. That's your job. And it's beyond a job. It's, It's your vocation. It's your purpose. But how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you, first of all, how do you figure out what your talents even are? If you want to know, go and listen to day, it was 65. I'm looking at it on the screen right here. It was day 65, commitment for craft. Go listen to that. We talk about how to find your craft, how to, do, how to find the thing that you're talented at. You know, go listen to that. I'll give you some cliff notes. Experiment, right? Try different things when you're younger, when you're not sure. You know, use a lot of breadth, Right? Like try different things and you're going to find a couple of things you're good at. Start narrowing down a little bit. And then over the years, you narrow down more and more and more. And eventually you really start to find your niche, the thing that you're uniquely good at. So you got to find that, find that thing, find your talents. Maybe you already know what they are. Maybe you're, I don't know, 17 listening to this and you know exactly what your talents are. Ever since I was little, I had an amazing voice. People always told me I had a great voice. Good. Use that. Make beautiful art. That's an, that's an amazing thing to do. Or maybe you've always been massive. Maybe you're in eighth grade and you're like 6'3", right? 
Maybe you need to be an athlete or a protector of some sort or a warrior, like a literal warrior, right? Not the metaphorical sense as we use it in the warrior king, but rather a literal warrior, not spiritual, but physical. Maybe you need to be in the military or something. Do that. But if you don't know, find out. That's your first job is what is it that you're uniquely qualified for? Find that. Ask yourself today, as always, pause this episode, make a note, carve out some time today, find out. And once you've found out, don't quit. Work every day. Do what no one else is willing to do because there are people out there who are more talented than you, who have been doing it longer than you, who are currently working harder than you, and they're working for the wrong side. They're working for the devil. There are people out there like this. God bless them. It's not their fault, right? This is not to pass judgment on anybody. But there are forces in this world that, that want destruction and evil. We want, we want peace. We work for peace. So you have a lot of catching up to do. Right? There are a lot of podcasts out there in this exact space that we're in with the Feel Lock Podcast. There are a lot of people out there saying, a real man sleeps with as many women as he can. A real man makes as much money as he can and to buy all fancy things for himself. And then, you know, that's, that's the purpose of money. And that's who you are when you're a real man by your body count. So there's people out there with massive audiences. Right? Who am I to try to butt in and try to make a difference? Well, I feel called to it at, at this point. I'm exploring this. Right? So, so the, the odds are stacked against you if you disregard the fact that God is on your side. Remember that if you're actually working out your talents, if you're using them and you're building them and you know what they are, then God is on your side and whatever's meant to happen will happen. Given that what you're working on isn't interfering with your salvation and it's going to help you bring glory to the kingdom of God, he's in your corner. And as we always say, if God is with us, who can be against us? Nobody, right? So do that today. Do some thinking. Recommit yourself to whatever you think your purpose is. It doesn't have to be one discipline. It could be a mixture. I've said this before. Maybe your calling in life, your talent is just to be a man, to set an example. You're going to build your stewardship. You're going to build your body. You're going to build your craft. You're going to become an authority. You're going to build maturity and patience and calm and you're going to inspire the men around you to be like you. Maybe that's your calling. I don't know. God knows. And you'll know soon enough. So do that today. Find out. Remember that it's not an option to not use your talents. And it's not an option to use them purely for earthly and material gain. You use them for the kingdom. And if you do that, and if we all do that, the world will be a better place and more souls will be saved, God willing. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for Field Log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the Marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.